One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. This is episode 12, and today I'm excited to bring an incredibly talented small business owner onto the show. My guest today is Ilya Manger. Ilya helps entrepreneurs create more income and impact with design that amplifies their message and elevates their business. With almost 20 years experience, she is the owner and principal designer of CNV Creative. Ilya recently founded the Cultivate Design Guild, which is a membership program that helps designer entrepreneurs book out their services to design days they love. She also founded the Elevate and Cultivate online community for graphic designers, which we'll talk a little bit about on the show. The episode before this was episode 11, and it's all about five things I wish I'd known when I started my business. In it, I talked about finding community and how one of the first things I did to find community was go to a business retreat. Well, Ilya was one of the incredible women that I met at that retreat, and I've admired her work and personality ever since. This episode is for you if you want to learn about how design is relevant to your small business. We covered what graphic design is, why design matters, and I love her bookstore analogy, what it looks like to work with a graphic designer, Ilya's recommendations for building a successful Facebook community, why mentoring and sharing your knowledge matters, three things you can do to DIY a polished brand, and much more. Ilya has so much talent and heart. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Here's our interview. So Ilya, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk with you. Why don't we start by if you could introduce yourself a little bit and talk about what you do. Sure. Um, I'm Ilya and I help business owners create more income and impact with design that amplifies their message and elevates their business. My uh, hashtag is design opens doors. And I really follow that closely um, for myself and for my clients. Love that. So you have a branding and design agency. What do you Mm -hmm. offer your clients? I offer rebrands. I work long term with um, with clients uh, on a retainer basis. And I have a community specifically for graphic designers as well. All right. So let's start from square one. Okay. Um, let's talk to people who are maybe just starting their businesses and don't know anything about design and haven't thought much about it yet. So for those who are brand new, when it comes to graphic design and branding, what are what are we even referring to? Well, this is actually my new favorite thing to talk about because I find, <laughs> <laughs> I find that when people are starting their business, they, number one, naturally 
gravitate to designing on a name. And then once they've decided on na- on a name, they want to design the logo. But mm-hmm. I I don't feel like this is um, the right step for the first when you're first starting. And I know I naturally did this as a brand designer myself. I was like name, logo, colors, fonts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But unless you have like thousands of dollars of money to spend on marketing research, I feel like it serves you better to create a foundation with first with um, getting your first customers um, selling and gaining experience and focusing on not on, you know, what your brand looks like, but um, creating the client experience that will create referrals and word of mouth and getting your name out there. Hmm. I like that too, because then you have a chance to get to know your customer. You know, like if you were to just start a business and before you have customers or know anything about who you're serving, you pick logos and colors and all of that. And then when it, when it comes down to it, like you start selling and actually the people you find buying your stuff are not people who are going to resonate with whatever you just kind of arbitrarily picked when you started. So exactly. I love that chance to get to know them first. Exactly. And if you, you know, if you spend a lot of time and money on that, you're just going to change anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. In maybe two years, I found that's the average. You really need that experience first with the customers that you love working with. So you don't like it doesn't make us look unprofessional or anything like that if we don't have the logo and the fancy branding set up right from the get go. Well, yes and no, right? I mean, yes, you want to look polished and professional, but you know, you don't want to spend four days on it when you could spend those four days getting customers mm-hmm. and getting money and getting experience. And and I actually I I prefer people just to type out their logo, choose two fonts, three colors, and spend maybe a couple of hours on it, really. Hmm. I love that. One of the reasons I especially wanted to have you on the podcast is because I love your concept of design opens doors. Can you share a little bit about what that means to you and how you put that into practice? Sure. Thank you. I love I love it, too. I didn't come up with it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> one of my clients, um, her name is Allie. She basically said and didn't use those words, but she said that so much in one of her testimonials to me. She said, I didn't realize what I could do until I had this brand that you get, that you designed for me. And mm-hmm. so it's become a core belief now. Design opens doors, it creates possibilities, and it's everywhere. I mean, you wouldn't know which exit to take on the highway if a designer hadn't studied the most readable font from a distance to design that sign. Mm-hmm. I love your bookstore analogy. Will you share that with us? Yes. So when I'm in Barnes & Noble... There's a sea of books and I always pick up the book that is designed the best that calls me and pulls me in for whatever reason. Um, it's, it's colors, fonts, and I'm, I'm not going to pick up a book that isn't, isn't well designed. We buy with our eyes first. We do. Let's talk about why that's so important to making an impact. Like I would just say that Like you can have the best message in the world. You can be doing the best work in the world, the most helpful, the most serving. But if however you're presenting your design and your branding isn't interesting people enough just to take a look and see what you're about, like, you know, you've sort of closed yourself off to all of that opportunity. 
Yeah, this, yes, yes. This is an endless debate between content creators and designers like myself. Which comes first? Which is more important? I say they work together. Your brand equals your voice plus your vision or your visual system. And um, one doesn't work without the other. So if the words are flat, then the design is empty. And if the design is lackluster, then, then the words lose their meaning. Yeah. So it's kind of like a chicken and egg. It is. Which came first sort of thing. So exactly. you need both. You need both. There's no getting around mm-hmm. it. You need great words. You need great design. Yeah. So not everyone from the get-go is going to be able to hire a designer. Um, hopefully they will at some point have that ability. But how do we know if it's time for us to hire a designer? And can you just talk a little bit about like, what does it look like as a small business? Let's say like a creative small business owner. What is the process of working with designer? Like, how do you work together? How do they price things? What is it formatted? Like, let's say someone knows nothing about working with a designer. Can you just kind of provide us a little intro to that? Sure. Yeah. For each person, it's going to be a little bit different for when the right time is to hire a designer. I feel it really depends on your priorities as a business owner. And as I've gained more experience, I, I've learned that setting the foundation is much more important, at least when you're first starting out, like legal, getting all of your financial stuff straight, selling mm-hmm. is phase one. For me, when you're ready to hire a designer, that's phase two. Like um, I asked one of my clients this this morning, she's a friend, and I was like, I, I, how did you know? And she said... When you start noticing the design at a restaurant or a store and like, you know, you look, see the signage, you see the menus, you see um, the postcards, the business cards, and they're all super consistent and beautifully designed. And, you know, they, there's a, an obvious system and it's well thought out and you feel super frustrated at all of the, that all the pieces work together so well, but yours aren't, that's never the right time. Hmm. Yeah. So what does that look like? To work with a designer? Well, I hope it's transformational. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. I hope, I hope you get that transformation that you're looking for. For, for me, it's very collaborative. I, I really struggle to work in a vacuum. And so I adore when my clients are as invested in the design as I am. You know, when they want their, mm-hmm. their collateral to look as polished as I do. My um my mindset is always on improving this, improving the workflow, the experience, um, and the process. So I'm I'm super open to any and all systems that my clients bring to me, particularly when we're working over a long period of time on a retainer. So what? How do you work together? Like what? How is it structured typically between a client and a designer? Sure. I actually have two ways of working. One is retainer-based and one is a project-based. And the retainer-based service is ongoing over a long period of time. And we, um, we re- review goals and specific outcomes we want to work on throughout the number of months and build the brand on a continuous basis. Whereas a project is just we're working on one simple one single project, um, and there's a specific start and a specific finish for a flat rate. Mm-hmm. So, like a logo design might be an example of project. Exactly. Or if you have one 
one PDF, one lead magnet that you want designed um, to and slip into your your funnel process, that's what that would look like. Okay. If I'm looking to hire a designer, how do I decide which route to go? Like to look at someone on a retainer or to purchase in an individual package? If you're hiring a designer for the first time, even if you've worked with designers before, I think that hiring them for a single project first is a smart Mm -hmm. way to go. And now saying that there is a bit of a transition time what if we haven't worked together and where where as a designer, I'm learning your distinct tastes and um, what you love and what you hate. And so there's a it's there's a little bit more back and forth. So with that, if you're looking to hire on a retainer, um, there you you know there's a few solid weeks of that, um, where you know you're giving me revisions and and feedback, and I'm giving it you know you a new draft. So what kinds of things can designers help with? So we we mentioned briefly like a logo or a lead magnet, but what are at least in your business? What are kind of the maybe the main categories of different projects that you do? It pretty much any kind of communication that your business needs from your logo to the Instagram highlights to websites and sales pages. I mean, the sky's limit, the limit of what we can design. Um, it gets really fun sometimes when we're talking stationary, like note cards or stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the most wild thing I've designed? I almost had the opportunity to do a custom car wrap like we, we branded a, um, an oh my company. and you know, we never quite got to this point. I was disappointed, but we were, had, had planned to do a custom vehicle, um, a custom van print. And that would have been awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So design is really everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And I feel like that's partly why the value is not as high as I feel it should be. Because we're so used to it, we sort of take it for granted. Mm-hmm. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, <laughs> the topic of this podcast, as you know, is building a strong small business and then using it for good, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that I really wanted you on the show is because you embody really well one of these principles, which one are one of my favorite ways to do good, which is to mentor and share your knowledge. Could you tell us a little bit about the group that you have for other designers and how that like maybe the history behind it and then how that works? Sure. Four years ago, I got the idea. It kind of, okay, so I'll tell you the story. Perfect. I was in the car driving to my little sister's high school graduation. This was four years ago. And she was in boarding school in North Carolina. And I was getting questions left and right from designers. How do you translate CMYK to RGB? Those are two different color screen modes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's just an example. Um, how do you format this for prints? Like how, what's a bleed and how, what does that mean for printing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of questions. And it hit me like a truck. If you've ever read... Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. Yes. That moment where she talks about inspiration hitting you and like a ban- with a bam, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's like Thunderbolt. I need to start a community for designers to learn from one another. And not only that, but level the playing field between self-taught and more experienced designers. So we're not only helping each other, but when we're competing you know, for jobs, then I know that it's a fair game. Right. 
so it just was very fortunate that my friend Lauren Black had a very similar idea. And so we, we created this Facebook group for graphic designers by graphic designers, and our mission still stands today. It's a place for designers to strengthen their skills, get feedback on their work, and make friendships stronger than Gotham Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what Gotham Ultra is, it's Gotham is one of the most popular fonts, but this is a super big, black, um, thick, bold font. Um very strong <laughs> design nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could say that again. Mm-hmm. And today, the group is is thriving with over twenty four hundred members. That is so amazing. And I'm actually in the group. I am not a graphic designer, but I do some of my own design work for my product business. Um, and I am just like constantly blown away by how generous you are with your time and. I mean, you guys, Ilya is just in there like doing a Facebook live and answering people's questions and just making and giving away content for free. So oh my gosh, I wish I could do more. Oh, you do so much. And I mean, when you really think about like one of the main themes, this is a new podcast, as you know, but one of the main <laughs> themes already is that there are ripple effects in yeah. everything we do. So you providing this content, providing these materials and resources and trainings, you then are like materially changing people's lives. Like they're able to sell their services and make money and put food on the table. And then like, you know, if they're embodying your approach to graphic design, Mm -hmm. they're probably doing really good design for their clients and their client, you know, it's just this amazing ripple effect of like good. Um, So I am just so inspired by like watching you in the way that you run this group. Thank you very much. I know we'll have some graphic designers listening, but yeah. let's let's talk to people who are not graphic designers. Okay. If they have some kind of expertise or, you know, they are sort of solid in their trade and they want to figure out how to give back, how would you like what tips would you have for someone who'd be interested in doing something similar to what you've done with with your group? Sure. Um when I started at ENC, it was really about filling the gaps I saw in my industry and building the bridge that wasn't there when I was, was a young designer, um, even if you're you know, young in my career, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started my business too, like there weren't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of education for building a business as a graphic designer, if any. And so my advice would be ask yourself what you're passionate about and what would have made your journey easier if you had to walk it again. And on top of that, look at your limitations and, and do what's possible. Um, the success of the group really has been in our engagement. We were, when we first started, we were in there all the time. I was really lucky to have a partner in the first two years of, of the group because we would tag team. She would go in and, and field all the questions and connect and uh, make people feel welcome. And then I would. And so it was, mm-hmm. it was super easy. I couldn't have done it without her. Do you have any tips on, you know, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups that I think have the intention to be active and engaged, but it's just, it can be hard to make that actually happen. Um, And I've noticed how engaged your group is. Do you have any tips for how to make sure it's, you know, active and engaged and people are like wanting to turn there for advice and support? Sure. I think it's about curiosity and listening, to be honest with you. We in our group are, are not about telling people what's right, what they should do, where they should go. 
It's about meeting them where they're at and building them up. Yeah. To make an engaged group is really difficult, especially right now, because there are so many. I don't know if I have the answers for that. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. (laughs) Well, I think what you're saying is like the curiosity point is to not try to create a group that looks like you think it should look, but to, to listen and engage and try to really try to understand the people you're trying to help and give them what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the basis of all, you know, of all offers that you create. Mm -hmm. And so I know that, you know, the, this group is free and will always Mm -hmm. be, but Mm -hmm. I know that you have sort of a extra level to it that you're, you're opening up soon. What is that about? Yes. It's called Cultivate Design Guild and it's going to, it's a membership to help designers book out their services be the best designer they want to be and design days they love with freedom and flexibility. And what we're doing is providing education and community. It's, it's not launched yet. It's coming soon. And I'd really love for it to be, um, have the same feeling that Elevate and Cultivate did when it was still like 50 members where people were listening and engaging and they're still listening and engaging, but it was much more intimate. Mm-hmm. More one-on-one. More one-on-one. Yes. So let's talk about putting this all into practice. I know you have something that you refer to in your business is the concept of fun, simple, and easy. What does that mean when it comes to design and how, like, what kinds of things can we start to be thinking about um, if we're just kind of starting to think about incorporating more thoughtful design into our business? This is actually fairly new for me and something that one of my clients and mentors said um, if you've ever worked with Maggie Gilley, she's one of my favorites. And she said, make it fun, simple, easy. You're overcomplicating it. And so mm-hmm. as far as design goes, it's stop wanting to make everything look perfect and just get started and focus on the things that make it fun for you and are easy. This is my new mantra for everything, by the way. I, you know, recording this podcast, make it fun, simple, easy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Guest experting on on a Facebook group that I've you know I've never done before. Make it fun, simple, easy. I feel like that can apply to pretty much everything. It really does. Yes. One of the things that is a big focus for me with this podcast is to make sure that every episode we're making things as actionable as possible. So, what are three things that someone listening to this podcast who's inspired to? sort of step up their design and be more thoughtful about their design? What are three things they could put the podcast down and go do right now? So I know that you want to appear polished right from the start. And the easiest way to do that is to choose just one Google font and no more than three colors um, to work with. So Google is super easy in that they offer a ton of options and um, they're all easy to download and easy to install. Colors. I always refer back to color psychology to help me choose my color palette. And also, how might I want my customers to feel? Do they, you want them to feel bold and strong and bright and excited? Or do you want them to feel nurtured and um, growth-oriented and calm and thoughtful? Mm-hmm. Very different color palettes right there. Then just have fun and play. Like if Once those rules are established, play as much as you can within that. Let's maybe too, like we'll put in the show notes, a link to something about color psychology. If anyone wants to learn a little bit more about that. I know I do. That sounds super interesting. 
Yes. And I, oh, and I was thinking about this earlier today. Canva is a really great resource for color psychology. I refer to this one blog they have all the time. Canva? Canva, yeah. Cool. We will link that in. Have fun in your brand and, and in all your design. It's, it's not supposed to be so hard and so high pressure. Just have fun. As long as you're staying within that visual guide, that those visual rules that you set up for yourself, of course. And stay away from Pinterest and Instagram when you're designing for yourself. It makes you second guess everything. And the comparison game seeps in without you even knowing it. Mm-hmm. So stay, stay off social media. So dangerous. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So that's amazing. Thank you. I'm going to go think about that myself. Um, in closing, I have a few questions that I'm asking everyone. Um, the first one is, what is one business you admire and why? Sure. I, I have a group, core group of local moms, CEOs that I really admire, um, especially right now when things are really hard. I know you asked for just one, but it's so hard to pick just one. <laughs> no, give us a few. We'll, we'll include them all. Okay, they, they all have a certain resilience and passion for what they do, and they're handling the changes of this pandemic crisis with such care and amazing grace, and they are just so adaptable to the times. Um, it's, it's a wonder to watch. My friend Allison Harper has transformed her massive beauty business to fit her needs as a mom, friend, sister, etc., with her employees foremost in her mind. And I really admire the long-term vision and flexibility and determined and strength that she's shown throughout this, the last two, three months. Um, mm-hmm. And I also, I really admire Maggie Gale. She's amazing. I learned so much from her and she gives her entire heart and soul to the people she works with, um, whether a client or a colleague or, you know, she's, um, she's one of my clients as well. Um, her no fluff, no nonsense approach to business. It can be really tough, but she's got this extremely nurturing way of helping her clients. And in a sea of business owners trying to teach others how to market their business, she's very fearless about telling you what to do, how to make it easy and simple and make it meaningful. Love that. We will link to both of them. Um, The next question is, what is a book you would recommend? You know, um, this book is, if you're just starting, you're creating your brand right now, Brand Brilliance by Fiona Humberstone. She will make, help you to find your dream clients, refine your message and elevate your marketing game to create the brand of your dreams. And there's actually two, there's two she has. Um, I oh. think the other one is how to style your brand and they work together. Okay, great. Extra credit, extra book. Extra credit. Um, <laughs> so Ilya, where can people find you online if they want to see some of your beautiful work or join your group? Tell us a little bit about more where to find you. Okay. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And if you're a designer, you can find Elevate and Cultivate on Facebook and, and Instagram. The community actually lives on Facebook. Um, okay. See, you can find CNV. My Instagram is at yeah. c.and.v and it's facebook.com forward slash CNV creative. Perfect. 
Well, Elia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of your wisdom with us. I'm just so inspired by everything you do, your your amazing work, and also your Elevate and Cultivate group and how you give back to your industry. Thank you for having me. This is a, such a joy to to talk about design and, and business and impact with you. There is so much good stuff in this conversation, but here are a couple of my key takeaways. First, as Ilya says, design opens doors. Bad design can prevent us from ever having an opportunity to have our work or product seen. A parallel I see to this is with email subject lines. Many people spend a lot of time writing their marketing emails and then slap on a quick subject line in a couple of seconds. This is such a mistake because if the subject line doesn't interest people enough to open the email, what's in it doesn't matter. This is the same for design. If your design isn't good enough to attract your customers or clients, it doesn't matter how good your product or service is because they'll never get there. The second thing is that mentoring and sharing knowledge is a way to, as Elia says, level the playing field. We all bring different backgrounds, experiences, and education to our businesses, and participating in a community of other business owners is a way to extend your knowledge and expertise with others. Finally, working with a designer may not be the best thing to do right out of the gates after starting your business. Ilya makes some suggestions for ways to DIY a polished and professional brand in the episode. But I also wanted to let you know that she has a DIY your brand toolkit that you can use to create a professional brand right off the bat. She's offering a special price for making good listeners. The link will be in the show notes. Ilya, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You are the best. I know that Ilya and I would both love to connect with you on Instagram. Check out at c.and.v or at making good podcast. To learn more about Ilya, check out her website at candvcreative.com. You can find all the links and resources she mentioned on our show notes page at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 12. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Thank you so much for tuning in. Talk to you next time.